At Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. We've got Liz Peek, Fox News contributor, syndicated columnist. We've got Steve Moore, FreedomWorks, Committee to Unleash Prosperity, and his book, GovZilla. Steve Moore, nice of you to drop by this weekend. Very nice. <laughs> Very nice of you to drop by. So was, The reason I missed the show last week, I was at the President's Cup in Charlotte, North Carolina, rooting on the Americans to win the golf tournament. And there was It was so loud there, there was nowhere to do the interview. But anyway, no, sorry. That, that's wonderful. I'm glad that you were down there. So a uh, couple of things, <laughs> kids. Um, I want, Steve, um, an interesting story. The... Um, Bob Cahaley, uh, who runs a Trafalgar poll, was going through some numbers, and the number w- number one hated Biden policy <laughs> right now is the student loan yeah. cancellation. Yeah. Really yeah. hot. It's like yeah. I, I don't think it's gotten enough. I mean, it's gotten some discussions about policy, but not politics in the midterms. Right. And as we know now, it's being challenged in court uh, by this chap from Indiana uh, who has to pay taxes on his student loan cancellation. uh, And so he has standing. But it is interesting, Steve, student loan cancellations. People are furious about this. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's it's one of those things that doesn't get picked up in, you know, normal polling when you ask people you're for it or against it. And kind of people reflectively, if they like Biden, they say I like it. And and so the polls have shown, you know, slight disagreement with the policy but when you look at the intensity of how how angry people are about this and and it just strikes people as fundamentally unfair you know who's the maddest person in america on this uh, larry is uh, my beloved wife uh, Ann Moore, who mm. paid off her student loan when mm. she got a, graduated from UCLA. And she wasn't making a lot of money, you know, when she graduated. And she put money aside, you know, and it was a financial sacrifice to pay that loan off. And she is furious now. Mm-hmm. People are making one hundred fifty dollars and $200,000 a year with graduate degrees are not paying back their loans. So it's just it just sends all the wrong lessons that you don't have to pay your debts. And, you know, Liz, it's stuff like that, undercurrents like that that um, may may have a bigger impact on this election and makes me think that the cavalry is, in fact, coming. <laughs> well, I, I hope that you're right, and I think so, too. But it, Steve points to one group that really is angry about this. The other group, of course, is people who haven't been to college, have right. no aspirations right. or expectations mm-hmm. of going to college. And those are people that the Democrat Party used to pretend right. that they care about. Those are the people who are really struggling with inflation. Uh, Those are the people, many of whom are losing jobs to people streaming across the southern border. So I don't think Democrats even pretend anymore to go after the working men and women, non-college educated, uh, particularly white, non-college educated uh, working class in America. They don't even pretend. I mean, that is Republican territory. And I think this policy just drives home to so many of them. Uh, that this is not their party. They have no place in it anymore. So, you know, um, I'm sure you saw it, but um, 
when I talked about it on the show, I don't know, it's a week ago, Monday now, this uh, Washington Post ABC News poll, which um, took Nate Silver 538, he's got all the swing districts. He gave him the swing districts. Anything is competitive. So they use his definition of swing districts, and then they went out and polled. And the results were uh, eye-opening and jaw-dropping. 21% of the swing districts are leading Republican right now, Steve Moore. Now, that's an astonishing thing. I have not seen other polls uh, cover this ground. Uh, WAPO, ABC News, is not a conservative poll by Mm -hmm. any means, but 21% going Republican. Now, I mean, if if that's true, it's going to be an unbelievable landslide. What you make of that? Well, you're right. If that is true, you, it is going to be a, a, a 1994-2010 type mm. of election cycle. Mm. And look, it's hard to tell at this point, at this juncture. We still have, what, five, four, five weeks to go. Um, I was looking at, you know, the three big landslide red wave elections in your or my lifetime, Larry, which would, of course, have been 1980, mm. right, 1994, and 2010, when any Democrat with a D next to their name was in very, very serious jeopardy and Republicans ended up with a huge tide winning almost every race. And uh, it could happen. It could happen this time. And people are getting angry when you look at the financial meltdown that's happening. It feels like the wheels are coming off the economy. You know, what is the reason to vote for Democrats at this point? You know, Liz, I know that Joe Biden doesn't pay any attention to the stock market and he mocks (laughs) the stock market. Okay, but the stock market is sinking very badly. Um, we just talked about it with Dave Bonson and John Carney in the last segment. A lot of people, I mean, according to pollsters, uh, people make up their minds in September. Yep. They've yep. already, st- I think some places they've started early voting. Liz, the stock market is killing people. And we looked at this, the latest Gallup. I know you, you had 55%. We looked at an updated Gallup poll, 58% yeah, on shares. <laughs> Uh, yeah. You know, one way or another. And that's a lot of people. I mean, that could be as much as 150 million people, for heaven's sakes. So, But, but I don't think that even measures. I, I use 58. That's, that is the latest Gallup read on this. That doesn't really, though, take into account the overall effect on the mood of the country. Right. And I think, you know, uh, even if you don't own shares, you see yeah. these whopping losses, another 500 right. point drop on Friday, the market, I think, is down 9% in just one month. Uh, and it affects the mood of the country, and that affects yeah. everything, Larry. I think I think the Fed got wrong the impact of the net wealth accumulation that took place during COVID mm. that really spurred spending. I think they're also maybe getting wrong the fact that as people get poorer, and now, as of this month, we also have housing prices going down. So people, whether you own a house or stocks or bonds, you're getting killed, basically. Uh, And what does that mean? It means you begin uh, – I mean, who isn't doing this? Sort of sitting around saying, okay, well, we don't really need to add that extension on the house. We don't really need to take that extra vacation. People begin to pull in their horns. And I think what also Biden doesn't pay any attention to – I don't know what he pays attention to, but one thing he ignores at his peril – is that the wealthy people in America, and I'm not talking the top 1%, I'm talking, let's say, the top half, the top 58% that own those shares, mm. they account for probably 75% of spending. It's not 
one for one. I mean, when people begin to feel uh, impacted by a declining stock market, that really lays waste to big job industries like travel and entertainment, eating out. I mean, all those things that are discretionary mm-hmm. spending, that's what begins to get torpedoed. And that's, I think, what we're going to begin to see over the next month or two. I also, I think I read that for the first time, uh, n- national rents are coming down. Rental prices yeah. are coming down, which I like because we're looking for an apartment here in the city. So <laughs> I'm, I'm hoping the rental prices. Well, they're tied to housing prices, so they went up more than anyone anticipated because of housing prices going up, and now they probably will begin to come down a little bit. Also, I think specific to your situation, New York City, <laughs> you know what? People aren't coming back to New York City yeah. quite yet. Yeah. I mean, the numbers just are not there. Yeah, yeah, I know. I heard from brokers a month ago or two months ago that everybody's coming back to New York and rental prices are going to go up. The rental market in New York is in complete disarray. Nobody can figure out the pricing. But your point is right. There's no miracle here. The decline of New York City continues. There's no miracle. People are not rushing to come back. And a lot of these brokers uh, are, are mispricing the market. But Steve Moore, you know, not only 58 percent own stocks, but, you know, people read the headlines and, you know, they even the, the news, the broadcast no. networks, they will give you headlines every day. The Dow's going down. The Dow's going down. So I guess my point is it's setting up um, a very uh, a very disheartening picture as people go to the polls and vote. And I think that's going to hurt Biden a lot. Yeah, no question about it. And I, I want to correct you on one thing that you said, Larry. You said people make up their minds in September. Yeah. You know, if you look at those big, you know, those big three wave elections that I talked about, 1980, 1994, and 2010, actually, those those elections with just a few weeks. Remember, Reagan was only tied with Jimmy Carter with two weeks. Do you remember? With mm. two weeks to go. Yes. And then wow. he had the famous debate against Carter. And then he ended up winning by what, nine or 10% and winning what, 45 states or something. So, I think these tides tend to come in in the last couple of weeks, and that's why if I were a Democrat, I'd be I'd be wetting my pants right now. I mean, I think anyone with a Democrat D next to their name is extremely vulnerable because people are in a in a foul mood right now. They, yeah. and, and Liz, you're spot on. It's not even if you don't own stock, it's it's like a temperature gauge of the economy. People yeah. know that when the stock market's crashing, it's going to affect their job. It's going to affect their income. Uh, just a couple of other quick observations, having talked to some of the pollsters myself. Let's not forget that the even bigger issue, according to Scott Rasmussen and others, than the economy is still crime. Right. Crime is still yeah. a huge yeah. issue. And when you mentioned New York, you know, it, it's just so shameful what has happened to our great cities. It's not just New York. New York, San Francisco, Los Angeles, Chicago, Philadelphia, Portland, yep. Seattle, yep. being destroyed by liberal, woke progressivism. Well, I think the summer, you know, the past summer, the Democrats spent hundreds of millions of dollars of negative ads right. in these Senate races. That's right. And, you know, it didn't move the needle. Because, by the way, Larry, where, where are they getting all that money? <laughs> where is all that money coming from? I mean, I, it's amazing. They're outspending the Republicans like three to one in these Senate races. Yeah, but, but it's also, amazing. But, but Isn't it, that amazing? But, I, uh, Steve, I want to ask you something. I, I, I love the idea that people have not yet made up their minds and stuff. How much, though, has that changed with all these early voting dates in some of these yeah, states? Is that, is that a so big deal? I'm so against that. 
Well, I don't. Yeah, we, it's a great point. And we had a piece in the hotline on this the other day that, that John Fund wrote. I know John appears on your show all the time as well. And he when you a don't really show up. <laughs> John makes a great point that, you know, look, Election Day, it's an iconic day in America. People, I feel strong with this. It's people should vote on Election Day. Yes. You got people voting already. They haven't even had debates yet. Yeah, but I think that makes that whole uh, idea that everything can happen in two weeks That's a true. little less credible, That's, right? I mean, yeah, maybe it's four point. weeks, maybe it's six weeks. I don't know, yeah. but I worry that as you, yep. what really is infuriating is how many Democrats are refusing to debate right. until a lot of mail-in votes are already counted <laughs> right. and, and accepted. Yes. And I don't blame them because you saw with Glenn Youngkin's campaign that one mistake by Terry McAuliffe and he was gone. Mm. Uh, so, well, you, know, you know, Liz, your point is really important because, look, if it hadn't been for early voting, there's no question Trump would have won the election. It was the early voting that really killed him. And the people who made up their mind at the end voted for Trump, you know, the people who yeah. had been undecided. So I think you make a good point. And, and look, I think I just feel strongly, uh, Larry, unless you have some reason, you know, you need an absentee ballot. Why can't people vote on Election Day? Yeah, No, no, I totally agree with that. That was in the Trump election reform bill that never got anywhere. He's always argued that. I think he's completely right. But the point I was thinking about before is after spending all this money on negative ads, Really, in these close Senate races, you know, Arizona, Mm -hmm. Wisconsin, Mm -hmm. uh, Georgia, and so forth, Pennsylvania, the needle didn't move. All Mm -hmm. this stuff, you know, and and the the flash flare up about abortion, the needle really hasn't moved, and you're still inside two, three points. All these races. So that's. Go ahead. No, No, I I just saw a new Trafalgar poll on Pennsylvania. Fetterman is up by two, which I think is, you know, within the margin of error, yeah. probably, uh, and definitely an improvement for Dr. Oz, right? I mean, look, Fetterman doesn't want to debate. If he debates, yeah. people are going to see the real Fetterman. He's a crazy person. He's a crazy person. Exactly. His, I mean, he just is. The stuff he's in favor of is just actually, once they see that, and I don't know, I, I think that we're moving in the right direction. So let me just pull this up on my phone. Kamala Harris rides again. Okay, Twitter hammered. Uh, this is from Fox uh, Fox News website. Twitter hammered Vice President Kamala Harris for a recent speech in which she des- in which she described that federal Hurricane Ian relief would be based on equity and prioritize people in quote communities of color. All right. Now, I want to get your take on DeSantis, but first, what is this? This is the worst thing of equity, not the rest of people, mind you, just the equity and communities of color. That is disgusting. That is disgusting, Liz Peek. That infuriates uh, me. That is that yeah. is racism itself. Well, is it also illegal? I mean, how can that really be any metrics for which to dispense federal funds in the case of an emergency, Larry? I mean, couldn't you also, by the same logic, and maybe they did some of this during COVID, say, well, only black people are going to get these medications or only black people are going to be able to access these programs. They've tried in some of those and they were, I think, shot down. Uh, The farmers comes to mind, right? Black farmers were supposed to get uh, Mm -hmm. specific favoritism or whatever. Uh, so I don't understand this. I, I think it's the kind of thing that just immediately makes everyone's blood boil. 
uh, I would hope even people in those communities, because they must recognize that everyone is in this together. Um, so I, I share your anger. I just hope that something like this really just doesn't stand up. Steve, um, taking that, uh, how has DeSantis, I mean, I've watched some of his press conferences. He seems to be all over it. Now, I don't, by the way, mean to uh, ignore the South Carolina because the hurricane hit South Carolina pretty hard, too. Mm -hmm. But in Florida, uh, I liked the way DeSantis was on top of things and his wife and quoting numbers and being all over the place. Uh, Biden wouldn't talk to him about relief, but then he finally did talk to him about relief. I mean, it mm-hmm. seems like uh, Governor DeSantis is on top of this. It's going to be a big plus for his uh, governorship, for sure, and maybe his national ambitions. Yeah, he's in charge. He's done a great job, no question about it. And I have to say, um, FEMA's done a great job. I think the Coast Guard has done a great job. Uh, so it's been, uh, I think it's been a highly professional government response. And I don't normally say that very often, mm. uh, but I don't, I just don't understand the reason for trying to politicize a, a disaster like this. I mean, it's disgusting. You know, if well, you, I do, I do. Ron DeSantis is a real threat for the Democrats. I mean, That's true. He has been a rising star, an incredibly competent individual who's run a great state, is popular in his state and has an amazing CV. His history mm-hmm. is full of you know, captain of this and leader on that and so forth. This guy's the real deal. And I think Repub- uh, Democrats are scared to death he'll be the 2024 candidate yeah. uh, and that they have absolutely nothing bad, good, you know, bad to say about him. They are so hoping, and I hate to say this, but I think they are so hoping he flops on this hurricane. Yeah. I was watching, I was scrolling through the channels and Fox was carrying his, um, his press conference early on mm-hmm. and Fox Business was. Guess what? CNN and MSNBC were both gone to yeah. reporters who appeared to be in concrete hovels somewhere where they, there wasn't even wind blowing. I mean, it was so mm-hmm. stupid. Or they were talking to Democrat mayors uh, of the towns that were being impacted, the cities, uh, in anything but give DeSantis coverage. So I don't think it's a figment of your imagination, Larry, that A, he's doing well, and B, boy, the mainstream media does not want to show it. No, I think most of them during the hurricane were covering the January 6th committee. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> All right, or the Supreme Court decision on abortion. No, I mean, that's really what it is. But this idea of equity and communities of color, mm-hmm. um, you all the spending – uh, plan, Steve Moore. You go through mm-hmm. all of this Democratic federal spending. Every one of them has priorities. Yeah. It all talks about equity, you know, and communities of color and diversity. Uh, uh, no matter what the assistance is, including the you know uh, Green New Deal assistance, that's all they talk about. So what Harris is doing is just more of the same. And this is you know the progressive dream, the progressive utopia. Everything is free. You don't pay back your student loans. And we're going to give all our money to people of color, mm-hmm. never mind anybody else. I mean, this is disgusting stuff. Americans aren't going to buy this. They, this is not America, what they're doing. Well put. And, and, you know, you're right. Every piece of legislation, whether it's the Inflation Reduction Act or the yes, Recovery everything. Act, they're, they're, they're obsessed with three issues, Larry. Race, uh, inequality, 
and climate change. Right. So, and then you read right. these pieces of legislation. There's nothing about prosperity. There's nothing about growth. Right. There's nothing about freedom. There's nothing about free enterprise. <laughs> you know, it's just basically it, it's a hyper obsession. And I don't believe that's where the American people are. <laughs> they yeah. want freedom. They want prosperity. They want higher pay. They want jobs. And uh, Biden is not there. Yeah. Amy, Amy Klobuchar, Amy, Amy Klobuchar, Minnesota. Telling if you know, votes for the uh, Inflation Reduction Act will end hurricanes. It's fabulous stuff. Liz Peak so. and Steve. Yeah, me too. Liz Peak and Steve Moore. Thank you. When you drive a vehicle so reliable, it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty. You stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia, movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details.